Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Jay Scott of The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good today. I know a lot of us are under quarantine, under a stay-at-home order that our respective states have put in place. I know a lot of us are looking for things to do right now and trying not to get stir-crazy. It's a difficult time. Um, I know someone, some of you may have loved ones that have fallen ill because of this virus. Um, we're all trying to get through it. And I know after a couple weeks, we kind of had a lull here at the Hook Rocks. We really didn't do much. I was trying to figure out my schedule with my son being home and on spring break. And just trying to figure out and navigate through what was going to be happening. And how life would be temporarily. And how life would be under this stay-at-home order. So once I figured out, uh, you know, the content here is going to be ramping up. Last week we did three episodes. This week we're going to have a bunch more. I hope it is a distraction for you. I hope it gives you something to do. I mean, that really is the, the goal of doing this, at least right now is to give you an escape, is give you something to do outside of just staring at the wall or binge watching on a TV program or doing whatever. I hope this helps you, is what I'm trying to say. There's been a lot of talk about what's going to happen after, and April 30th is kind of the date everyone's kind of looking at, and I hope that day is the last day we all have to do this, and I hope this doesn't go into May you know, for those of you who have lost jobs, I know this is a very stressful time. I know those of us who are independent contractors who, you know, don't get paid by the hour. Business has dried up for a lot of contractors, not everyone. I just hope that it does come back for all of us, and I and I hope it comes back sooner rather than later. You know, I mean... Every time you read a positive article about the cases going de- are declining and you know the deaths are declining compared to what it was two days ago or three days ago, you read two articles that are kind of telling you that you know the economy is going to do this and it's going to be this long and it's going to go into this month and it's really hard to decipher what is fact and what is truth. I think the best thing we can all do during this time is 
Don't have any expectations. Don't set up anything that is a hard date that, oh, it's going to be over on this date, and we're all going to be able to do this, and I'm going to be able to go here, and we're all going to be able to do these things. We just don't know. And anybody that claims that they do know is full of shit. I was watching an interesting interview with Mark Cuban two, three weeks ago. And I'm not a big basketball fan, but I do respect Mark Cuban. I think he's really, really sharp, and I think he's really, really smart. And they were asking him about investing and what he's going to be doing while this crisis is going on. And he said something I thought was really important. He said, when in doubt, do nothing. Meaning, if you're trying to figure out what to invest in right now and what to do, do nothing because it's so volatile and it's so unpredictable. And you can almost apply that to everyday life. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if and when our kids are going to go back to school. We don't know if we're going to have the ability to go on a vacation this summer. We're unsure if we want to get on an airplane because of all that's happened with how it's spread. Do we want to go into large gatherings this summer? You know, whether it's Disneyland, Disney World, whether it's a baseball game, I'm sure, you know, we might have hockey and basketball this summer too as well because of the seasons have been suspended. And let's face it, we're a music podcast. So those of us considering going to concerts, you know, like the big tour, like the Motley Crue Def Leppard tour or the Black Crows tour or Black Keys, Gary Clark. You know, there's so many tours that are going to be happening. I know in the fall of Judas Priest. So we don't know. And as Mark Cuban said, when in doubt, do nothing. So do that. Do nothing. Don't make any plans. Don't have any expectations. Enjoy the now. Enjoy what reality is, as hard as it can be. Enjoy your kids being home with you. Play a video game with them. Play a board game. Listen to music with them. Watch movies with them. Do all that. Help them with their homework if they need it. You know, I've got a teenage son right now, so not always the easiest thing to help him because he's too cool for school and knows everything. But I guess we were all that age once. I've said on previous episodes, talk to people. Don't text. Don't message people. Pick up the phone. Dial the number. Talk to people. Have a conversation. The importance of being social during this, although we can't be face-to-face, is so important. Because if you don't do that, you run the risk of isolating yourself and making this much harder than it already is. So don't forget that. If you haven't talked to someone in a long time and you know you guys are going to be laughing and having fun on the phone and having a good conversation, that's the person you need to call. Talk to that person. If you haven't talked to an aunt or an uncle in a while in another state, call that person. Call them. Call your cousins. 
Call your brother. Call your sister. Call your friends. Try to make at least one phone call a day. Try to at least have one conversation a day. And I'm not just talking about, hey, what's going on? Why are you doing? All right, see you later. Talk to someone that you know you're going to be on the phone for a while and you know you can you feel comfortable expressing your frustrations right now and whatever whatever difficulties you're having. That's the conversation you want to have. And getting back to what I was saying before, find those escapes. If the hook rocks is an escape for you, I am so thankful I can do that for you. And, you know, we've got 80-some episodes. There's plenty to choose from. The latest episode that we're going to do is with Dakota Sean from the band Another Day Dawns. Great band out of Pennsylvania. Really influenced by the 90s grunge area like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden with you've got some Dio in there and you've got some hard edge rock. You've got some Zeppelin blues influence in there too. Really good band. A band that's really been affected by this too as well as you hear in the interview. You know, they had some tour dates planned. They had some things going on. And unfortunately, they had to be canceled, maybe rescheduled towards the end of the year. I'm hoping that happens for a lot of the artists or all the artists that have had cancellations or postponements. But, you know, he talks about the challenge that is going on right now. You know, writing music, trying not to go crazy. Um, You know, this is the world we live in. So it's very important to support them. We have an episode coming up later this week that talks about the mental health in the music community and how it's a very difficult time right now and how it's a very stressful time right now. Support your favorite bands. Support the up-and-coming bands. Support your musician friends that you know are kind of looking for a thing, something to do right now. They're kind of looking for something to do right now. So... They're feeling the effects just as much as we are, too, and and they're getting hit in the pocketbook, and all that momentum that they were building up is on the verge of kind of going away, and they're going to have to reset and restart. And the long, well, the longer this goes, they will have to do that, I should say. But in talking with Dakota, you know, he's got a great spirit about him. He's, you know, the band is doing great things. They have an EP coming out later this year. They've released two great songs that I talk about in the episode. Please, to the music fans and to the rock fans out there, support those new up-and-coming bands and support your favorite artists. They need you now more than ever, and they've given you so much to look back upon. They've given you memories. They've given you good times. They've made you feel good. They've helped you cope with situations. They helped you relate to things that have happened in your life. They've been your therapist. They've been your good friend. They've been your your rock, so to speak. No pun intended. Give back to them. Listen to this new Music Spotlight episode. I have more on my site, too, as well with other artists and other bands support all of them support the ones i haven't had on the show yet and hopefully soon more will be coming but it's all hands on deck right now 
and it is in a a time to band together and even though we're not together we are together and we've gotten through tough challenges before as a country and as citizens of this country we have banded together and we have pushed forward and that's what we need to do now so let's do it let's get it going this is the new music spotlight the interview is with Dakota Sean the band is Another Day Dawns and I hope you enjoy. afternoon everybody it is jay scott this is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast hope everyone's staying safe staying healthy out there we're all in the same boat right now we're all kind of crawling out of our skin because we're looking for stuff to do uh but we just got to sit tight sit on the couch and and uh enjoy some music or enjoy some movies but it is what it is right now so just take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones and hopefully we'll get through this my Next guest on the New Music Spotlight is the lead singer from the Pennsylvania-based band Another Day Dawns. His name is Dakota Sean. How you doing today, man? How are you? Hey, buddy. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for giving me the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. What have you been doing since the uh, since the lockdown? Honestly, man, I'm going a little crazy in here, you know? Um, we're supposed to head out for couple months long run tour and it kind of just got all shut down me with along with other list of uh national acts and it's just kind of rough man you know i'm used to bouncing around city to city and now it's getting told to be stuck in the house for another two months <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing, no, I... nothing too crazy man so it's kind of just been writing a lot you know just kind of keep myself at ease yeah you got to find something to keep your mind active or else you know you will go crazy you know being in the same yeah. four walls every day and you know, hopefully this passes sooner rather than later. You know, I mean, we don't know yet, and there's a lot of different, a lot of different information out there. So let's just. Uh, I know you don't know. You don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the other thing is, is that we've never been through this, so there's really no precedent for it. So, yeah. you know, like we don't. You know, everyone's kind of like, well, "What do you think this? You know, is going to happen?" I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I mean, no one knows what's going on. So. I know. But hey, we always, uh, every time we have a first-time guest on the podcast, we always ask the same question, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a band, a song, a performance, or an album, yeah. every rock band ha- has been hooked on rock and roll. What was it for mm-hmm. you? What, what hooked you? Um, honestly, man, I'm going to say it's a lot, but I've always looked up to my dad when I was younger as a, as a musician because he was always in a touring band, you know, and me growing up to see him get ready for shows and be, it'd be him taking me with him, taking him backstage and everything. And he would kind of just show me the ropes and I was, I was about seven or eight years old. I remember that. So I want to say right around like eight or nine years old, I kind of just told him, I kind of, I, I like, 
I like seeing this. I would I could see myself doing this my whole life. So it's kind of I kind of made that like mindset at a very young age just to take music on fully. And I started doing talent shows. I started, you know, just just playing, singing in a karaoke machine, just anything that I can, just to just to sing. And it's you know, it's I just speak for myself with the other band. We um, left school for this. You know, we left the other jobs for it. So we're hungry for it, but we are. Was what type of music? Was uh, your dad's band? Was it classic rock, hard rock? What kind of music was it? Um, probably around that time, it was probably just going to be like considered rock. Uh, it was, it's nothing like like we are today. We're a little bit more heavier. But at the time I was eight or nine, it was probably like early 2000s. So it was, like I said, I just remember watching him get ready for shows. And I'm like, that could be cool. And he, he was showing me some fans and everything. And I, I just love meeting people. I'm very, I'm a people person. Now, was there, you know, a band or, you know, an artist that you, that resonated with you when you were growing up outside of your dad's music? Um, honestly, it'd just be like, that's like the whole grunge era, you know, like the whole, uh, like Chris Cornell's, like the Eddie Vedder's stuff, you know, I mean, there's nothing, there's not, there's not like one band that like, quote, like saved my life or anything like that, but. It's kind of I just all listen to music as all one as like a a cure kind of medical cure. So it's I don't know I kind of I kind of like it all. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that was a interesting period of music. You know, you went from the this flash and glam era of music, you know, the party music, to this more serious, subdued, um, you know, genre of music that came out of Seattle and a few other parts across the country, but mostly Seattle. Was that you know mm-hmm. was was that what's what connected you was the lyrics the music what was it about the grunge era and those artists that you know brought you into the fold? I would I would say that it was definitely the like the body language and the and like just the the way that they all acted kind of you know I kind of I just liked the style the the kind of uh, glow that would resonate you know it was just kind of like a. I don't, I don't really care attitude. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm like, that's pretty cool. I think that's, that to me is like rock and roll, you know, like that's, that's cool. Well, there was a lot of angst in that genre, right? I mean, it was a lot of anti-establishment. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and that's, I think what attracted so many people to it because you came, you know, in the eighties when I grew up, you know, it was more, you know, who could look, you know, more extreme and, and, and tease their hair up and sing about girls and sing about partying. And, and, you know, it was, it was completely different. It was a complete 180. Um, you know, when, when Nirvana came out and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, it was so different. It was, it was completely, you know, to the other side of, of, of rock music that there's still people that have a difficulty with that. I mean, I, I, I was in high school when, a lot of that music came out. So uh-huh. it took me a while to come around, but you can't deny the talent and you can't deny the songs that these bands produced. I mean, you know, they, they, they really are good and, and they stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why I, I kind of give each, uh, each decade they, where it belongs, you know, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's kind of, like I said, I don't really have one band to me that, is better than them all because to me each one was the king of their generation in a way you know 
Was there a song that you heard that made you want to write music? Um, I don't think I don't think it was a song. No, I think what got me writing music was just um, not the fear of becoming like a local bar band. You know, like we kind of uh, kind of just wanted to be a touring act, and we saw. We were younger. We'd be going like on the Rock of the Ranges and stuff. You know, we'd see like Avenged Sevenfold and see there all these big bands. And I'm like, that's what that's what I want to do. That's the stages we want to be on. We're like we can't be playing. We can't be playing those stages playing Blister in the Sun or something. You know, like we just started uh, started writing our own material pretty quick. Well, you had a big impact on that too when you joined the band. Essentially, the band was a cover band and you pushed, you know, to, to be more of an original act. How was that received by the other members when you were, you know, when you wanted to do that? Um, you're right, man. As soon as, as soon as I joined, it was maybe about, maybe uh, only a year or two after I brought up the idea of writing, writing originals. And they kind of looked at me funny, kind of like, I think we could write, like we're kids, like kind of that aspect. And I'm like, oh, if we, we write, our writing will get better and then, two years or we'll look up back at what we wrote and if it's bad you know just, just work on it again so we were we were just kind of mess around you know I'd play the acoustic or something and I think I think I wrote this like bad like slow song or something and we just kind of started writing songs out you know me and Tyler our guitar player here we started uh, started living together and now all of us the band lives together as one so it's kind of we're all just writing when we can <clears throat> It had to be a huge leap, you know. I mean, you you probably had some comfort, or the band had some comfort, playing cover tunes, making a certain dollar amount at the clubs, and then going from you know from a cover band to an original act. I mean, that's a huge, huge leap, um, you know, to to put yourselves out there because you and I both know cover bands right now make a lot more money than all original music, you know, and and oh, yeah. and, and it's it's tough. For these musicians who are making a good buck on a Friday and Saturday night, to to leave that and, and take a chance and put themselves out there, how was that? I mean, was there, you know, how was there an element of fear? Was there an element of like let's just do this and let's go for it? How was that process? Um, it was it was kind of mixed of all those feelings, I'd say. Um, you know, I remember first first what we do is we we like sneak our own original songs into the three or four hour shows we would have as kids. So we'd be playing, say, four hour shows at Joe's bar down the street. We'd throw in maybe two of our originals during the set, and then we're seeing how people react to them. And all of a sudden, at the end of the night, we get a crowd come up to us saying, that, that one song you played in the middle there, that one was really good. And we're like, ooh, that one was ours. So we're like, maybe, maybe we struck something here. And then um, the next show, we'd put four originals in, and then pretty much we just got to the point where we're all originals and we're still having the same crowd and now we're just making just as good if not more money playing our originals and that's 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 a cool feeling man the latest singles are taste of heaven and beautiful suicide from the upcoming ep stranger what was it like recording this i mean you know you this is now the follow-up to your previous ep and how did you guys evolve and how did you guys, how, how was the collaborative process for Another Day Dawns? Um, I'd say the collaboration project for writing is um, definitely Tyler and I, me and the guitar player, we start off like the melody 
or um, if he has a guitar rick or something he rides off of he shows me it uh, honestly think of the melody within perhaps 10 minutes of it and then after after we at least try getting a verse in the chorus down and then we feel it's good to share show the rest of the guys you know that we're not picking and fighting at it so I, I feel like if there's too many too many brains working on something people just get in an argument you know so it's kind of I kind of just weigh it out to two people and then um no, recording the new record, man, was a lot of fun. We got head down to Nashville, and uh, we met up with met up with some members of Breaking Benjamin. We even have Aaron from bass on our whole CD, which is really huge to have. And it was just a lot of like you know bumping in the elbows and everything, and definitely it was definitely a surreal feeling being down there. Yeah, Nashville has become the scene not just for country but for all genres of music. You know, for one, it's uh, it's less expensive to live there than L.A. And two, mm-hmm. you're constantly around music. You know, you're constantly, there's so many studios and there's so many musicians that are just, you know, uh, hanging out in Nashville and going to shows yeah. and seeing other people. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool scene. What, in, in terms of the new EP, how do you guys, or how how does Another Day Dawns fuse together all the influences from all members? I mean, does everybody have a common influence, or do you guys take from each other and and record the process and and see what happens? How is it? How does that work? Um, I kind I kind of feel like feel like we know each other enough to not push certain boundaries that another member wouldn't like. So, and I feel like we each have different, huge different varieties of music, like. I like I said the grunge stuff, you know, the stuff from like nineties and, and Tyler the guitar player is like a metalhead and a hip hop head at the same time and, and then Nick the drummer we got like he's like the Led Zeppelin rush like typical like drummer, you know. And then so it's kinda of like all of us all of us sit in a room and we we don't really listen to the same bands, we don't really do any of this, but when we sit and make music somehow it just finds itself and our sound now, you know, I think it's safe to say we have our own sound and I don't know, it's crazy, but I, I like it. When you were converting from a cover band to a all original, how, how was the evolution to find your sound? I mean, I, I mean, that had to be a difficult process in itself. You know, you're trying to find and fuse your influences into the music, you know, you're writing new material how long was that process and, you know, what types of changes did you go through while you were converting to an all-original band? Um, especially at such a, such a young age, it's hard to play covers without trying to sound like the artist or mimic the artist, you know, especially when we're 12 or 13 years old. So I'd say, like, for the first year or two, I definitely started, like, started sounding like myself, if that makes sense. Like, rather than me sounding like Scott Weiland or some or Got that from somebody. I'd rather just okay. I could I could sing this song without sounding like the artist. Let me try singing it my own way. And throughout the last couple of years, I just finally started getting comfortable with my voice. You know, I got you hit up pretty high octave ranges, pretty low ranges, and it's little things like that where I would like kind of put notes in my own head and be like, okay, let me try doing this different. different. I think I could speak for myself with the other guys too. It's almost like covers kind of uh, like warm you up for being an original act. So that's why I don't really take away any of those years because they were hard earned years. You know, we kind of learned a lot from them, what not to do. And uh, 
don't know, I just feel like Exile's in the right boat for what's about to come. One of the biggest cover bands of all time was Van Halen. And they started out as a cover band playing everything from Edgar Winter to, you know, the Faces to Rush to everything. And they really, you know, earned their keep by playing those cover songs and getting out there and playing all these shows and, and doing this and doing that. So a lot of bands come from that, you know, same same home, you know, where, where they start out playing covers. I mean, I imagine most musicians you know when they pick up an instrument they start playing a song that they know rather than an original song because they're trying to feel out the instrument they're trying to find their voice trying to find their sound yeah what you know as you guys move forward what you know is is the future for another day dawns i know i mean you mentioned the tour that kind of got scrapped here because of the coronavirus you know Mm -hmm. what what you know once this is over what are your plans? Honestly, man, um, we're going to be hopefully going to be announcing some pretty big uh, shows here back to back. And um, honestly, the tours already got rescheduled and we're already talking about getting on more tours. So kind of looking like once this thing is over, we're probably going to be on the road for maybe the rest of the year now. And um, so it's good, man. We told our manager, John, just keep us, keep us working, man. I can't, I go nuts. Like I told you earlier, I go nuts just sitting around feel useless yeah as being a part of the new music and new rock and roll you know i've often talked about many times on this show about how difficult it is for a new band to find an audience you know because you have Mm -hmm. one group of people that doesn't like to listen to anything new you have a lot of different platforms that people really sometimes don't know where to go to find new music what are some of the challenges that you guys find in trying to reach people I'm not sure, man. I'd say hardest part reaching people is just, uh, you know, some shows every now and then would be smaller, but that'd be like on the, on the road and stuff. So I'd say maybe out in new areas just because people haven't heard of us yet, except for maybe our music videos and that. So I feel like we're a, like a live band just because after we play our set, um, people always, people come up, you know, they're like, we never heard of you, this and that. And I'm like, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the, now the support and that you know but it's kind of I guess you know just new areas we haven't been explored to yet but so far it just seems like everywhere that they spin our rate our songs on the radio people are calling in and that's, that's pretty cool yeah that must be um what you know when you talk about the new album getting back to the new album um you know is there something that you guys try to you know with an approach of how you guys want to sound is it a natural progression of you know, your, the evolution of Another Day Dawns. How how do you guys, or, or how cognizant are you guys about making music and, you know, keep evolving with with the music so you always are giving somebody something interesting? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's definitely evolved a little bit um, compared to our last EP, Different Life. It's definitely more in your face, a little bit more heavier. And um, I, I think that's kind of the route that we wanted to go. And uh, we just wanted to try to explore with it and see what the fans thought of it and their fans really really dug it and really loved it as well so it's kind of kind of cool to see that fans appreciate what we really want to play you know so it's it's cool though because i'm gonna i wanted to have each song kind of sound a little different i don't want each song like chug chugging and stuff you know so i kind of kind of wanted a little little spaced out and but no overall it's definitely much more heavier 
ZD. But people people reciprocate to it pretty well. When you're you know when you're ready to put this out, obviously, I mean it's it's going to be coming out soon. How do you guys strategize with getting it out to an audience? Is there a social media presence that you guys are are aware of and and connecting with your fans? How do you guys go along with that? Yeah, definitely, definitely on our social media, like our Facebook and our Instagram. That's definitely our two top heavy hitters here. Now we're starting to get YouTube too with our subscribers up, and uh, it's just anything we post, man. We're trying to get like either it's a hundred or a couple hundred likes on something. And it's, slowly starting to see it go up we, we just saw our music video from Taste to Heaven all of a sudden it's almost at 100,000 views just because it's going it starts going around people are sharing it liking it you know and that's that's really cool to see other states and even countries now are playing it and our, and our last question here if you were to describe Another Day Dawns to someone who hasn't heard you how would you describe the band? Uh, I'd definitely say you know, it's a new age kind of, kind of, kind of grunge, kind of in your face music, but at the same time, uh, really, really relatable. You know that we also have a soft spot almost on every CD, and a couple of songs there that kind of take a break. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride. You know, the first song will be level ten, and the next song will kind of be slowing down. So it's kind of definitely uh, CDs. When you listen to the CDs, it's definitely a roller coaster, and that's obviously the best way I would tell fans. When people ask, what do we look forward to? It's always always a roller coaster with us. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. <clears throat> when you when you are writing, where do you find your inspiration from? Um, I feel like it would just be honestly, it could be from the silliest things from waking up and just showering in the morning and it's just me singing a melody in my head. Or it could just be um, you know, watching watching a movie and, and thinking and hearing hearing a line from a movie and then just all of a sudden that resonates with me and that opens up ten of the thoughts in my mind. So it's kind of it's kind of like I just see myself writing out the song. Only it takes like little things to like spark something in my mind, you know, something to just give it a little push stuck. When you're writing about a life experience, you know, how how is that connection? I mean, obviously you went through the experience, now you're writing the song about it. And you're kind of like in a different place from when it when when you experienced what you're going to write about. How do you how do you find that connection? How do you relive those moments? Um, I kind of I kind of tell it a little differently, you know, than what actually happened. I like kind of being vague about it, you know. I like I don't like picking one side of the story in, in my songs, you know, whether it's about me and a, a breakup or something. I I like posting both sides of it, kind of let the listener be the the one to choose, you know, or the one that choose what they think the song's about. So I'm always kind of sometimes beating around the bush. Just I never really say what I mean, like my heart on my sleeves or something like that. You know, it's always just, it's more than what it seems, if that makes sense. No, totally, totally. And, and you know, when you are writing, you know, you're trying to find that connection with the audience. And that's an, an interesting way to write, having both sides so people get to choose I imagine people that resonates with a lot of people when you are, you know, putting out new music because, you know, you have both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, not what many people do. Yeah, I agree. Any plans to, when you do finally hit the road, when this is all over, any plans to, like, come to Chicago? Yeah, man, Chicago is actually one of the places 
um, for one of the upcoming tours. So I may, I'll make sure if we get in touch, I'll make sure our manager, John, hooks you up and we get uh, you out there to a show with some tickets for you. Yeah, that'd be, I'd be, thank you very much. That'd be great. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I mean, your music is really different. It's got that grunge element. It's got that, you know, that heavy swagger, and it's got a little bit of blues mm-hmm. based in it, too. So it's very interesting how you guys put that all together. Thank you, brother. Like I said, I appreciate you even taking the time out today. That's really cool. Well, Dakota, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh I, I, you know, I know there's everyone's trying to figure out what they're what they're doing right now, and I, I, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show. Uh, thank you very much. No problem, man. Thank you so much, man. Like I said, I hope to see you soon out in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, everybody, that's Dakota Sean from Another Day Dawns. This is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay safe out there, everybody. Stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.